Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Jenny Wolf. I'm Parts Authority. I'm Max Capacity. We are collectively Aorta Films. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Why Are People Into That with Tina Horn. Welcome to part two of the 43rd episode of Why Are People Into That, the podcast that doesn't suck. My guest this month is Jack the Stripper, and our subject is lap dances, neon G-strings, and gentlemen's clubs that are anything but gentlemanly. If you liked this episode, you can read more about Jack and my own experiences with peep shows on the feminist blog, The Establishment. That's theestablishment.co, not .com, where I now do a monthly essay on my Why Are People Into That topics. Don't forget to follow at Tina Horn's Ass on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe on Acast, tell your friends about the show, and write us a little review on iTunes. It really helps other people find this podcast and spread the pervert love. Speaking of spreading the love, if you do enjoy the show, please consider pledging to my Patreon. I produce this podcast 100% by myself, 100% indie, and I depend on my fans to support my work. You'll get updates on all my writing and live appearances, free swag, and a chance to get to know me better. So, put your elbows on your knees and your head in your hands the way Drake does at the end of the Anaconda video for part two of Why Are People Into Strippers? So what would you say to someone who feels that somebody who whose vision of utopia is a world in which women getting naked on stage is not powerful because we don't objectify a world in which we don't objectify women. I man, I'm trying to be devil's advocate and I like I really just like don't Like if it wasn't taboo what would stripping look like? Not even taboo, but like, um, okay, like, I guess what I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my mind around people who, like, feminists mm-hmm. who feel that stripping and all sex work, like, mm-hmm. is is inherently degrading because the idea that men think that they can consume women is degrading and a world in which, like, it's all well and good that women can make money degrading themselves, air quotes, yeah. But that we, that the ideal world would be one in which it wouldn't even be possible for a woman to degrade herself because men respect women enough to not objectify them. I mean, I think that all of. I, I, it's like I don't so, think it's about. I think respect, not, like the words respect, 
objectify I like okay what do I how am I trying to explain this um this goes back to me believing that strip clubs are places of worship right and you can desire someone you can desire watching them you can desire their entertainment you can desire a sexual moment with them you can desire to fuck them and you can call that consumption sure but like you're always gonna want like you're always gonna desire desire never goes away have you read eros the bittersweet by aunt carson oh i don't think so so. good but she's just like i don't know it's about desire it's just a really great beautiful book of poetry that i loved and kind of changed the way i thought about it but like desire is something that never goes away people are always going to desire beauty and sex i mean you can so you can absolutely have that in my utopia in my feminist strip club which i'm going to open in 10 Great. years i'll be there it's going to I be will a also be like the first i'll be like banging on the doors and yeah day. i'll be it's, like camped out i mean it's entertainment i think that like and entertainment is sexy so like whether it's a strip club or whether you're going to see uh, cirque du soleil <laughs> like you are being entertained by something and you're clapping and you're enjoying it and you're and like if cirque du soleil if you could throw money at cirque du soleil you would you know but so why does the nudity and the sexual themes or style of the strip club change how we perceive that kind of entertainment? Because if you like looked at certain things that Cirque du Soleil people do and certain things that strippers do side by side, like you would be hard pressed to like point out the difference except like well Cirque du Soleil is way fucking better <laughs> i love strippers but Cirque du Soleil is the best you see what i'm saying though like okay. like yeah, you- yeah yeah um well okay i shouldn't say it's better that's like shitting on my my strippers i love stripping i love strippers and they do some amazing feats of acrobatics listen so, i've seen some shit yeah i've seen some shit right um wait so what makes it different and why, why do we, does se- why does sex well i mean that's a question of like because it's okay so it's basically things that are censored in western culture that are like erogenous are nipples which are meant to feed babies and then the vagina right that's like and the asshole and the, the asshole. asshole is Can't so don't forget the asshole oh my god i'll never forget the asshole because it's all they want to see mm. all they want to see is the asshole mm. uh it's like the holy grail of like what you can see at a strip club like they don't care if you can they want to see your asshole interesting um Wha- yeah like there have been so many there's a whole chapter in Surpastic about the fart hustle <laughs> because i there are so many women who have stories of well, farting and making money off of it whether well. accidental or intentional it doesn't matter it always ends well <laughs> but um i don't know i think it's the censorship right we censor women's bodies so when women's bodies are not censored mm. we're we're confused by that and it must be naughty right yeah i don't know you're asking really great great questions I mean, I, like I, mean, I don't know like it's hard they're hard to answer but i like that so yeah <laughs> i mean i don't uh, i guess i guess it's a matter of pragmatism i mean i kind of feel like of course i want to change the world and i want to change the way that people uh think to certain degrees and and i there are lots of ideological shifts that i would like to see happen like for example how freaked out people are about being in a bathroom with someone they perceive to be of the opposite sex but that's another podcast right. but like there are lots of ideological shifts that i would like to influence but like i'm not really invested in like shifting 
the world it, the, in like an idea that, that we, we would have some utopia where we don't objectify each other sexually. Like when I think about sex, when I think about like really, really, really great sex and like the pleasures of sex, yeah. like part of it is the sort of like transubstantiation of like not being like the human that like cooks dinner and thinks deep thoughts or yeah. maybe thinks shallow thoughts or mm-hmm. maybe like orders dinner, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. I, like you're, 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 you are like, you're, you're, I guess you can call it objectification, like the idea of like like somebody just being like a like a all of a sudden like a sexual being, and you're not thinking about. I, I just I think that you can respect someone and objectify them at the same time, yeah. and I think that like so much of this, you know, like anti-sex work feminist discourse specifically is like predicated on the idea that like objectification and respect are mutually exclusive, and I just think that that's a fallacy. I don't think that's right. I agree with you. I agree with you entirely. Yeah. I mean, the whole problem with, like, the hardest part about being a stripper is not how you get treated in the club. It's how you get treated outside of the club. Absolutely. But, you know? Yeah. Yes. So, and, like, yeah, like, men are fucking shit sometimes at the club. And men have been worse to me outside of the club. If I'm being... And women clients have been terrible to me inside the club occasionally. I don't want to dwell on these things. But, like, people don't behave. But it's not because the strippers are, like, terrible people. It's because people don't know how to act right. when they're presented with something that kind of excites them. Or or to acknowledge that somebody is so generously showing up to entertain you. Yeah. Like, that's why you throw money. Because they showed up for you. Yeah. That's how you show your appreciation. It's gratitude. You yeah. know? Gratuity. A tip. That's oh. what people are doing. You know, and and yeah, like when I the the like I always feel so safe at the club. The club is mad safe. There's bouncers in every corner. It's really sad. That's what makes me feel safe, but it's the truth. No, I mean you know? it would be nice to have protection everywhere you went. It would be nice. It would be super nice. Yeah. So you know, it's funny because you mentioned the Dallas cheerleaders not being like having to fight to get minimum wage, like or they had. I think they had minimum wage and they fought to, for a raise, and it was like it was newsworthy because apparently they weren't i don't know it was really it's a bummer well you know when i uh, i think cheerleading is similar to stripping in the sense that it is a highly athletic in some cases a highly athletic um job slash you know um like practice or like uh i'm losing my train of thought like discipline sport discipline team yeah 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 so so cheerleading like stripping is a highly athletic highly skilled discipline and no one respects it because only women do it Right. Just like stripping. So why? Right? If there were just as many male cheerle- cheerleaders as there were female cheerleaders, it wouldn't be considered a joke. And if just as many men could make as much money as women make stripping, it wouldn't be such a fucking thing. But because women reign and people want to see women doing this and don't care if men are doing it, <laughs> they're trying to shut it down. <laughs> so like, it's like, think of all the other things that like women do over like that are more popular amongst women doing. Right. You know, and people denigrate it. They're like, oh, basket weaving. What's that? That's, a wo- <laughs> that's woman's work. And people shit on it. Just like cheerleading, just like stripping. Because because something that is that is not performed mostly by women is like w- less worthy of respect. Like that's fucked up. That's straight up sexism. It's- and people love cheerleaders 
cheerleaders should be paid so much they work so hard their injuries are gnarly sure. because they go flying into the air yeah and they look so cute and happy doing it yeah like they should be paid so much more money i love cheerleaders bring it on is one of my favorite movies well <laughs> we'll have to have a, br- a bring it on drinking game next <laughs> that's a great idea oh my god um i completely agree with you and i mean it kind of reminds me of like this is such a weird example but like (laughs) when lady gaga was on american horror story like everybody was like oh this isn't acting she's just like showing up and being herself but like do people have any fucking idea how hard it is to look good in an outfit like that i didn't i didn't watch it i mean i didn't watch it i stopped i i couldn't American Horror Story got too violent for me. Oh yeah, well, yeah. That's, that's but I mean, Lady Gaga is dope, and, I'm, and American Horror Story is is brilliant in its own way, even if I can't handle it. So for sure, I mean, but even thinking about like, I mean, I, I bring up the specific case of of uh, her on American what Horror Story. What was she Story wearing? She was wearing very Lady Gaga outfits. Right? Okay, you know, but like the, the point is, is that she was you know it was on a TV show in a, in a narrative, so she was she was acting right. So it's like slightly. Like in a in a music video, if somebody displays like any acting ability, you're like, whoa! Like Beyonce can kind of act, right? But then right. Beyonce is in a in a movie, and it's like, oh, Beyonce should stick to her day job of singing, right? Um, <laughs> what is that side eye? Just the side eye of like everybody criticizing anyone trying something new. That's Thank the you. side eye. Listen, you're like you're like. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, then, and meanwhile, like Keanu Reeves and Russell Crowe have like fucking shitty and they're rock the same bands. People and every Jared, day, Lee, Jared Leto, like, ha- you know, they have yeah. these like dumbass rock bands, and people are like, oh, they're so versatile. They- I mean, Keanu Reeves is Canadian, so it's hard for me to shit on him, but he sure. doesn't really act. He's the same guy in every movie. No kidding. And no one's like, oh, he's not even doing anything new with this. Oh my god, when Keanu like, Reeves, do you remember when he was in, um, Indeed in the Mu- Covered? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say much ado about nothing, the Shakespeare movie. No, but I'm sorry, that's my favorite Keanu Reeves movie. Oh man, I loved that book. Yeah. Have you seen the Wait, movie? Uh, does he play the Indian he in the cover? He plays cupboard? the Indian in the cupboard. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, it's it, like a I had it on VHS. He's 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 Canadian, so he's definitely not Native American. No, he's. Uh, I think he is. Uh, he has Native Canadian heritage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, I don't think he's not. Yeah, he. I actually you know what. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. I'm finding yeah. out all kinds of things mm-hmm. about Keanu Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> but sorry, much ado about nothing. I haven't seen it, so no. I don't think I've seen the Indian in the Cupboard movie. <laughs> now you have to watch it. Okay, well we've got a movie night. I mean, this is Keanu Reeves dancing on a child's palm. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> In a loincloth. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm sold. I'm sold. It, you'd be like, this is so hot. Because he's kind of hot in his like, aloof kind of way, right? I never really found him that hot. But I think that... Um, I mean, he's consistent. Isn't that hot in a man? You know what? Dependable. That's what Keanu <laughs> right. is. He's definitely dependable. dependable. Um, so, uh. okay. But my point about Lady Gaga is that... She got a lot of shit for not having a lot of quote unquote range as an actress in that show. And I really felt like, I mean, okay, listen, I have been in situations where I have gotten dressed in like high fetish couture and like really like crazy shoes and crazy outfits and crazy makeup and crazy hair. And like, 
I see other people like put all of that stuff on and they like transform and they have all this gravitas and presence and mm-hmm. like, um, uh, you know, and to do that in a way that also like translates on camera, like that is incredibly hard work of yeah. like concentration and, and, and focus and, um, and just like, I don't know, fucking like posture. And like, I try to do that kind of thing. And I just, I feel like a, like a 13 year old boy, like operating a girl robot. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I like, I don't, I don't feel like I have that. Like I can be like mesmerizing in a costume like that. So I feel like it's this incredible talent that I like look up to so much, but like, I feel most powerful and most comfortable, totally naked. But a lot of people awesome. feel really vulnerable, you know, and yeah. I've, been call- I've been called the most naked dominatrix. Like, you know, be- people, okay. are like, people are like shocked that I get naked so fast because most dominatrixes I know they like, you know, they'll, right. they'll be like fully like encased yes. in fetish clothes, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, that's yeah. their that's their thing. But like, I feel. Yeah. Anyway, I I guess I'm saying like several different things right now, which is one, we should respect the art forms and the disciplines that that women are known for because when and we like denigrate them because like men can't really do that so right. they like shame us and make fun of us right well because it's, they're it, just resentful exactly well what that's what's so frustrating about like a show like fashion police for example because mm. like imagine <laughs> because everyone just shits on women and what they wear right but men wear the same black suit Right. Every single time for a hundred years. Right. To these things. And it's like, there's no like fashion police of the men. Like they don't wear anything interesting. Right. Or if they do, they're always celebrated. Right. Right. right, right, Like what's his name? Lenny Kravitz wearing a blanket scarf. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh my God, what a legend. What a legend. What a legend. If a woman did that, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? What is she wearing? You know, it's like. Yeah. You know, women definitely like ornament themselves more. Yeah. And they get criticized for it more. Sexism, man, makes me so angry. I want to see this Lady Gaga thing. I mean, I'm sure, like, who... And not everyone does their best work all the time. That's true. You know, we can't, so... I just think that there is... Yeah, I guess I've said what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you want from a woman performing? What do you want from it? Well, Ever, what, what's the thing? Want, what everybody wants is different. Like, why are people into strippers? Like, what do you want from them? When I mean, people want as much as possible. So they're dancing naked. It's like, oh my god, you can see her nipples. You can see her vagina. You can see her asshole. People like guys get so excited when you can see everything. Like. So strip clubs are different everywhere. The laws sure. are different everywhere. So when I say I'm Canadian, so I'm really from Ontario, which is like outside of, um, which is a province. And I'm, I was born in like a suburb of, you know, around Toronto. And I will never tell a client at a strip club that I am from that area because that is, that is a, like a region in Canada where strip clubs are super lax, mm. way more budget friendly should we say and you can get a lot more for a lot less Mm. like seeing someone's asshole or touching it or whatever like it's just you can and like that's not something that i'm personally comfortable with when i'm when i'm dancing like i being fully nude no fully nude is fine i don't like being touched yeah you know or like if you're paying a ton of money and we have a rapport like i don't mind that but i do not like 20 bucks you can put your hands on my titties i don't like that that's yeah. like yeah because because it, it just doesn't work for me i sure. haven't had good experiences so if you're paying more money 
you've usually thought about paying that money a little bit more and you're you know you're considering that investment in the entertainment and like i can decline but like a 20 dollar lap dance someone playing their hands on my tits not gonna happen for me sorry but um so I, I never tell anyone I'm from there because it's like Montreal and Toronto are known as like the, the strip club meccas of where you're supposed to go to like get everything. Like guys, when guys talk about the clubs they like versus girls talk about the clubs they like, it's like totally different. So yeah. guys are like, you know what you should do? You should go work in Montreal. And that means like it's really cheap there and I can get anything I want. <laughs> and it's like, it's terrifying. And girls are like, yo, girl, go dance in Dallas. You know, like you got to dance in Dallas. It's like low contact, low friction. You got to like the girls have totally different insight on what's good and what guys have a totally different answer with. So when guys tell me where I should go and dance, honey, I'm always like, never dance there. Never dance there. Like it's literally like in my mental note. Whenever a guy tells me where I should go, never going. <laughs> so. So part of what's hot yeah. about going to a strip club is the promise that you will get. I, fuck. No, there's no promise. There's it's gambling. No, there's no promise. There's no. Well, it's there's, just like in life. Yeah, there's no promise. But like, I mean, men's penises are profoundly optimistic. That is true. And they will keep throwing money until they might get something. Right. But there's no promise. I think it's entertainment. And also what's hot about a strip club is that you're not taking that shit home with you. Right. You are paying some money to have a good time, to have maybe an erotic time, maybe not. But, like, you don't have to talk about work shit. You don't have to be – you don't have to have small talk with people you're obliged to talk to. Right. Like, everybody is anonymous in a strip club. And you walk in and you have someone to talk to instantly. Mm -hmm. So it's great for travelers. Yeah. great for traveling businessmen because they want to go and have someone to talk to yeah they don't want to sit alone in their hotel and it's weird going to a regular bar and trying to chat someone up people do not take kindly to it anymore yeah people like phones are not okay in strip clubs so you're kind of going in and you're not on your phone the whole time and oh, you're not that's like interesting yeah so you're like you're just kind of like in this like timeless space where you're supposed to huh. just sit and enjoy the entertainment and talk to women the olden days and no like (laughs) no bullshit like who do you work for who do you know oh how's the golf game like you don't do that so do you think that part of the appeal of the strip club is getting attention from a woman that you might otherwise be intimidated to approach in a bar yes a hundred percent or that you or that like getting attention from a woman that maybe you perceive to be out of your league or that Mm -hmm. is just like not is like younger than the people that you date that you that you did that you can get that you do get not that it's fucking like consumer market but like uh except except when it is um well it's mostly married guys it's guys who can't be seen flirting right yeah, it's mostly guys who just want a bit of excitement, but who, like, have a wife and kids to go home to. Yeah. It's, like, the safest way to go out about, you know, getting that, you know? Yeah. I had a guy who was just, like, I just got married six weeks ago, and he was this guy, he was, like, I'm going crazy, and he just wanted to smell my hair, because I smelled different than his wife. Right. He just wanted to smell a fresh chick. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... I, I get it, man. You just want... Guys like new things. Yeah, new novelty. shiny... T- That's why men buy so many stupid cars. They always want something new, you know?
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. is that part of the appeal of going to the strip club is a sense of novelty, a sense of variety. Yes. Right? Like, yes. variety is the spice of life. Isn't it? That's why you literally choose from a lineup of girls. And mm-hmm. you can have them all. Yeah. If you got the budget, you can have them all. So there's another element of what's hot about it is the idea that you walk in with money. The money gives you status. Yes. The money makes you powerful within certain confines yes so you feel like all you need is money and then you can like you you have the illusion that you can make these women like give you the attention that you want or like do do -hmm. the things you want like you can give them money and then they'll give you a lap dance you can give them money and they'll bend over you give them money and they'll shake their tits like and so do you think that there are people who come into clubs that like specifically get off on that power trip that like money money related power trip absolutely there's absolutely there's so many different kinds of power trips no kidding there's so (laughs) many different kinds in the club you know and um yeah yeah there's all different ways there's so many different ways of of displaying power and money like so some clients a lot of so a lot of guys come in um with a a wad of cash in their pocket and no no wallet no nothing huh just cash in the pocket because they're kind of hot to spend it but they really want you to see that they have it sure right and i mean in my opinion that's like an ignorant baller move like you're not like because you're gonna lose that money right that's gonna fall out of your pocket but right. you just want everyone to see it. And then you can walk in with your wallet. You can walk in with your credit card and get, like, funny money. Almost all clubs have funny money because your credit card your company pays for. Right. And this is a business expense. Right. And there's so many ways you can show your money at the club. Some guys get singles and stack them on the table so that you can see a stack of money. So it kind of, like, it's basically, like, come on over. Like, it's yeah. literally, like, putting like burn seed out you know? <laughs> it's just like it's an invitation and whether they, they want you to see that you have money and they want you to try and get it yeah and i also don't like that invitation though because it means you're gonna like i i see your money and you're gonna and you're gonna tease me with it and i yeah. don't like that i yeah. like to have a nice conversation and then ask if they want to dance and then like they offer and then like you know and then the money is paid for you know but yeah. there's so many different ways you can display your power in a club just like how you dress when you walk into it just totally. like anything like what kind of watch did you wear to the club what kind of shoes did you wear where do you want to sit yeah there's all these ways of of showing your power and then the, and then the power that the dancers have yeah over like this is my house yeah you know you play by my rules mm-hmm. and and like guys love being disciplined they love breaking the rules mm. and being punished for it which i hate no I, <laughs> i'm I, so over that but i do it the 90 percent of my job is like is 
teaching men how to behave. Yeah. Not 90, but like, let's say 60%, you know? No, don't do that. That's not how it works here, baby. Do you think that people come specifically to like be, to like push the rules and be disciplined in that way? Yeah, I think every single person who isn't their first time in a club knows exactly what they want. Yeah. But so few of them are actually going to... Well, not so few. I think some of them are straightforward with asking for it. But, you know, like one guy comes in and just like pinches his penis over his pants and goes, am I a piece of shit? Wow. Am I a piece of shit? And he and he slips fives on the tables every time you say yes, you're a piece of shit. But he's kind of slow with it. Like it's not a lot. It's not a. It's not a fast hustle. But he comes in early because he's old. And so like, Man. so the old guys that come in early are great though because you can just make money when nothing else is happening. But they're kind of tedious. But they're also not. Um, they don't take a lot of time to tell you what they want because they don't have any shame anymore they're like this is what i want i want you to tell me i'm a piece of shit and i'm only gonna pay you five dollars <laughs> but you at least know what they want and you know how much they're gonna give you and they're consistent Whereas, and you like, can you can leave them alone if you and if you're not if it's mood, not worth it for you yeah, yeah exactly. you're not in the mood you're like no i don't have it i don't have it for peter today I just can't and then you said you're like bunny you go your turn you know you're not your turn like no one has to go sure 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 but you're like do you want to do this you're like and then you just tell the girls like this is what he wants you to do and you're like oh and the girls nod or shake their head like no i don't want to talk to him yeah or some like you know another guy like again the early guys who come in who tip in fives um this guy like one guy who was really nice but he would always slip five he has a a shoe fetish so he always like shoved five dollars into my toes and stuff and like it was fun but it was like the the fives were pretty spaced out yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah for that specialized attention but he knew because he showed up at six (laughs) you know the thing the thing that is so interesting to me about that is like the club has rules and the rules kind of make it into a little bit of a game right like you are you have a different social contract in a club yes than on the street and um you're all sort of like playing like choose your own adventure immersive improv contact or not contact improv together right yes and um something that has always driven me crazy is what an amazing thing that is to offer people and yet they're so fucking ungrateful because they're like (laughs) they're like it's like hey we've designed this elaborate new social contract game Mm -hmm. that is gonna involve you getting t and a like you know all of these things that you can't have with the like conventional social contract of like being on the street in america Mm -hmm. so like like all you have to do is listen to our we've made the rules very simple for you so simple so simple <laughs> and 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 instead of trusting that you can like immerse yourself in that game people are like well what if i like what if what if i like do it my way <laughs> you I know i love this analogy right now like i love it it makes me want to open a club that's called choose your own adventure yes and it has <laughs> rules when you walk in the door I mean, that's what a dungeon is, Jack. I know. Yeah, I guess that's so specific. Yeah, you're right. I'm an idiot. Not no, you're not. No, I'd, you're definitely it not. Totally no, is. I'm just saying, I mean, the part of the reason that I have yeah. done such deep thinking about this is that, that I mean, but, 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 but like. there's no rules at the door of a strip club, which is, a, right. show me one club that has rules at the door. 
Will your I, feminist strip club absolutely. have rules at the door? Absolutely. Everybody has to sign the guest book that says, I will respect the entertainers. In nice. An, in initial. Nice. Yeah. It's the only rule, really. It reminds me also of like when you go to like a like an all ages punk club that just has like a stencil on the wall that says like no racism, no homophobia, yeah. no sexism, yeah. no no hate, like et cetera, yeah. et cetera. It's like mm-hmm. that's yeah, we kind of and you're like, oh, it's really that simple. <laughs> right. It really is that simple. But yeah, people are working out a lot of shit in strip clubs because when you abandon all the things that you have to deal with during your regular day to day, like family obligations, work, being nice to people you hate, uh, you know, following up on emails and stuff. Like when you abandon all that stuff and you go into the club, you're just like, fuck everything. Sure. Fuck these bitches, too. You know, it's like you, you project everything on to the people who showed up to entertain you. Man, and, you know, again, <laughs> with fucking strippers getting no respect, it's like, we're fucking, you know, like, sex workers are, like, fucking the most resilient sponges. Yes. We're like, we will take on all of your intents, and we will just fucking turn it into gold. We might turn it into gold. It's like, we do, but, like, God, there's so many people who, like, give you the runaround because yeah. there's no respect. There's there's more fun in wasting strippers' time. Right. You know, and that's a thing. Like, our well, that's the unconsensual cost- power trip. Yes, and that's something that strippers have to deal with. That I, well, I'm, I'm I've only done stripping, but I feel like I really admire um, other sex workers who are just like, nope, not doing this. Mm. Like, you can pay for it by the hour, but I'm not doing this via email or over the phone or like, like negotiating. Right. You know, because right, right, like we right. don't negotiate the price of a lap dance, but oh my god, do we ever negotiate the amount of time it takes to get that money? Right, right, right. right, right like right. we could be waiting an hour to get paid twenty bucks sometimes. Like right. it happens. It's awful. Totally. You know, or you could be waiting an hour for a much bigger paycheck and it doesn't follow through. There's a decline credit card. Yeah. Oof. You know. Those happen a lot. That sucks. Mm-hmm. But you know. Um, let me see. We kind of went over that. I love your insight onto all of this. Oh, I'm so, so glad. Like, just the way your brain works is so like I'm just kind of like I love it. <laughs> likewise. Yeah. Likewise. I mean, you wouldn't be here if I didn't feel the same way about you. Um Okay. So what's hot about being a stripper? Really no, no, like, and for and let me, me and no, for me, yes, right? and let me just qualify yeah. and say that I think it's very important to establish that, like, it's not a necessary part of any kind of sex work that you get turned on yourself, and like that expectation is often really annoying, right? Yes, like, absolutely, and mm-hmm. and um and you know, like it's it's work, um, but also I'm sure there and obviously like making money is hot and cash is, is so hot cash is sexy yeah cash is so sexy what's sexy about cash um cash is well what is sexy about cash the government doesn't know about it yes <laughs> uh yeah that's the sexy part about it and it's just going from one hand to the other and it's almost naughty because it's not like there's not someone overseeing it, like a right. bank teller or right. a transactional record. It's just like from yours to mine. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, and you can do whatever you want with it. I don't know. It's dirty. It's been everywhere. Yeah. It's but it's slimy. yours right now. Mm, you that's know? romantic. It's yours right now and you can do what you want with it. It's power, you know. It's yeah. an exchange of power. So what's hot for being a stripper for me is performing. I love yeah. performing. I love meeting strangers and having 
interesting conversations with them and then not being obliged to like see them again yeah you know and not in the like oh i'm done with you just in the, like that was nice i'm very present when i'm dancing i believe that um we can't have our phones on the floor which is awesome because yeah. like me and everyone else i'm like addicted to my phone and we're not allowed to have our phones so that's awesome i love the lights i love the outfits oh my god i love being so slutty yeah i love all the and i love having a space where i can do that like right. I used to really get dressed up and look ridiculous all the time before I became a stripper. And then when I became a stripper, I had a place to channel it and turn a profit off of it. Yeah. Like I love dress up. I love character acting. Yeah. I love that. I love being challenged. And I love like, I don't know. I love like taking money from men who want to fuck me. Fucking love that. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, thank you. I'll take it. You know, it's awesome. It's fun for me. <laughs> Do you feel like it's, um, like, reparations? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think, like, I mean, I've had, I've, there's so many moments where, like, where, I mean, even in the Beaver show, I really talk about it. Like, I, like, really, like, resenting men and then starting the stripping and being like, this is fucking awesome. I'm taking it from all of them. But then eventually developing a lot of compassion for them. Yeah. Uh, and realizing how fragile masculinity is and how hard it is for a lot of men to express themselves yeah. and their emotional needs. Right. You know, and then like, you know, but I still struggle too with men. Like there, there's, well, I would say like, there's like, I don't have a lot of good men in my life. I have yeah. some and it's actually, it's hard. Like when I say that, I don't have a lot of good men in my life. Some of my friends like, yeah, you know, I feel you. But people, a lot of people get really bent and hurt when I say that. The, like the men in your life or? No, I think the good men in my life who know they're good, they do. And there's, there's, and I, you know, I value them so much and they mean so much to me. But, you know, there's a lot of, God, so many men have disappointed me. Yeah. You know, and like, and, and, uh, and I think like my work and being so open about my work makes a lot of them uncomfortable. Sure. But that's okay. Yeah, that weeds them out. Yeah, it really does. It really does weed them out. And, and now where's my stance on men? It's always changing, you know? I care, I think, well, how do I feel about men right now? I don't work as much right now because I'm working on my book and it's August and I've had a couple of months off and I really miss working. I don't know. I love men. I love men in so many different ways. And But I wish that, like, I wish they didn't fuck up so often, you know? <laughs> well, well. I'm very unforgiving. They can. I forgive women for anything. Well, men, <laughs> men, can, men can fuck up and like get back on the feet like that's what privilege is yes but not with me no <laughs> not with me <laughs> no right right you exactly. fuck up i'm very unforgiving yeah and like sometimes i i struggle with like with like oh should i forgive him for this one and i'm like well i guess what I i'm just, saying is that yeah. they have so much going for them and then they fuck up and it's like ugh. they're used to being given a pass exactly you know exactly. like when like when your rapist asks for a hug after you confront them jesus you know like yeah. or like because that happens at work a lot like that did happen to me and that's super shitty and like i did give him a hug and i regret that it's my biggest regret of the whole confrontation yeah because i let him hug me and i was ugh shitty but that happens at the club a lot. For example, last week, this guy was dancing for him and he licked my stomach. I was like, all right, dance is up. He's like, oh, no, why? I was like, I don't trust you anymore. Yeah. I was like, pay me. And he goes, come here, just give me a hug. 
It happens all the time. Oh, they just want. They, they want just, to they, feel like they didn't do anything wrong. They but they're forgiven. Want, they want their mommy to. Yeah, hold them. give me a hug. And this guy was like sixty-five, trying to lick <laughs> me, <laughs> dancing. It was just like, come on, dude, don't do that. Still wanting a hug at sixty-five. So sadly, for some mm-hmm. people, part of the appeal of going to a strip club is the ability to get away with bullshit. I mean, it seems well, isn't like... is that like any bar with girls who are drinking? And then guys make those jokes about girls with low self-esteem and stuff? It's right, like, daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sad- sadly, mm-hmm. it does seem like... I mean, that's a... Th- getting away with shit, I think with with that with what you're talking about yes strip clubs but i think that's because men don't get away with shit at strip clubs men get away with shit when there's no security right when you don't have someone you can turn to right like if if i'm like drinking or whatever i mean i don't i've got my wits about me at work like i mean yes i drink at work but nothing gets by me yeah like i don't let anything get by me but it, but if something happened in public and i i was uncomfortable and some guy did something that i didn't like i probably wouldn't confront him because i'd be really fucking scared sure so I, I see where you're coming from with guys go to strip clubs to get away with shit, but I don't think it's actually true. I don't think it actually, like, I don't think the math adds up because strippers don't stand for shit unless yeah. it's her first fucking day. Yeah. And we yeah. lie about it being our first day, but it's not, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I think the guys go in there trying that and especially the young guys. Yeah. But they realize pretty quickly that it's not, it's not their the one space that isn't theirs totally you know that's awesome which is so ironic why they call it a gentleman's club because yeah. it's not no there's no gentleman first of all <laughs> and it's not their space they're yeah. welcome into it but mm. it's not theirs yeah well you need them you need the engine of them to make it go you do yeah and we appreciate them coming in we also but we really appreciate their respect we demand it yeah yeah no it should just be a given Oh my god! I was reading um, like the second or third chapter of your book, uh, "Love Not Given Lightly," and you described the website of the gates, yeah, and like what it said and everything. And I was just like, I was just just reveling in, in how how straightforward and demanding of respect it mm. was. And I was like, oh, why can't strip clubs like put that on their door? You yeah. know, why why do you think they don't? Because they were afraid to lose the audience. Right. Because men run the joint and gangsters run the joint. And that's the problem. So like gangsters strip clubs, really run strip Most clubs. strip clubs. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. What better place to launder your money? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, that's like a, one, it's the worst part about strip clubs is that they're all run by, they're all, most of them are run by shitty men. Hmm. Um, but there's usually somebody in between the shitty men and the dancers and she's the house mom. And she is the goddess. Yeah. She is mama and she's usually in the corner surrounded by a bunch of paperwork and lip gloss and tampons and shit. And Mm -hmm. she, she keeps everybody in check and she's the mediator and she is an amazing force, uh, like a liaison, you know, between management and entertainers. And, and like, I definitely, and there are some strip clubs that I'm sure run differently, but in my experience, I want house mom to be in charge like i want i want house mom to be the the actual matriarch of the establishment right you know right and that might happen one day but it's tough it's not it's a tough system to flip over when when all those clubs are connected by the same people vacation no 
locations oh I'm Jack the Stripper I'm an illustrator a comedian a stripper and a writer and this is my second book that's coming out it's called Striptastic my first book was written a written memoir about me coming into myself as a stripper and I've been at it a while now almost seven years and Striptastic is a collection of illustrations that I've been drawing for the past year or so and posting on Instagram but it's a little bit more it's a lot more than that actually there's illustrations comics that are that are you know stories of the women who I've worked alongside but then I did this thing called the stripper survey where I collected data from almost 300 strippers from around the world about what we love about our job what valuable skills we've learned from our job hilarious stories favorite clients what we can't live without and uh, really beautiful personal anecdotes from all these different women who have had completely different experiences doing this job and it is available for pre-order on kickstarter i'm crowdfunding the project so that i can have a full color hardcover coffee table book about dope ass cunts who like money well this as you can see <laughs> my coffee table here is has a big striptastic <laughs> hole in it that needs it to be does. filled it needs to be filled and i i've pledged to striptastic Thank and you. i urge everyone to do the same and also to follow jack the stripper on the internet where many of these hilarious your your comics never fail to make me they're just you're you you really have a talent for like condensing um these situations that i i feel like they do double duty like as a sex worker i'm just like yep <laughs> like slow clap like non-sarcastic slow clap i'm like that's it that's the thing but i also feel like if you don't have that that experience you still it like the dynamic of it is just like you're you're a talented joke teller thank you and uh yeah, anyway, so what? where can people find you on social media? On social media, I'm Jack the Stripper, J-C-Q, the Stripper. Uh, I, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Tumblr, and I have my .com. Am I missing any? I don't use Snapchat because I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's Snapchat's it's a, it's a lifestyle. I'm like I'm officially too old for Snapchat. I'm like, I don't understand that one. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm on, I'm on all of those social medias and you can find me all over those. And, and at the Village Lantern, which is oh, a yes. comedy club in New York City where I host a monthly comedy show called Venus Flytrap. So I'm around. As ever, Why Are People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. If you like the show, please consider throwing some scrilla my way and get free stuff in return at patreon.com slash Tina Horn. Hey, this is the end of season three of this podcast. I've been doing it for three years. And guess what? I'm going to do it as long as I can possibly stand it. And I couldn't do it without my listeners. That's you. Season four starts in January. So in the meantime, tip generously, clap back to oppression, and take care of yourselves. And my piping hot eucalyptus Epsom salt bath is done running, I think. So I'm going to grab a good book and do just that.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.